0: Welcome to Dynastream's podcast. I said a prayer for you today. My hope is that you will be powerfully encouraged through real life situations, prayers, and encouraging words. Each episode is from the heart, not trying to be perfect, just being real for real needs. Feel free to share these episodes with those that you feel may need some loving strength. All right, let's begin. Hello, my friends. I wanna encourage you this morning. And I just, I'm not sure what is happening, but I know there's something so cleansing and so amazing about this. Um, I'm going to read from uh, 1 Corinthians 13 and 2 Corinthians 3. And I just want to encourage you this morning because I was digging in and just mirror kept popping up and just something I experienced even at work and it was to be something important and so I was looking it up and as I tried to encourage you this is the fourth time encouraging you either I broke out coughing I couldn't talk and then I got a phone call of something important that I had to set a meeting and I know this is just a divine appointment and I am just so grateful I'm thankful for what God places in my heart and the courage to share what I need to share, even when I don't always understand it. Um, Things that I think I understand, but things that he's doing in your life, unbeknownst to me. And I'm so very grateful. And so I want to share with you this truth. I'll share with you something in my life of how it's coming together and just stress that God is the one putting it together because I feel like it's a mess and how is this all going to come together but i'm i'm just trusting him his word his truth his love and so 1 corinthians 13:12 for now we see in a mirror dimly but then face to face now i know in part but then i shall know just as i am known and now abide faith hope love these three but the greatest of these is love 2 corinthians 3:17 and 18 Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. It was exciting, and at the same time a little uncertainty, because i had heard these these verses taught a little differently than god was showing me or that people would tell me and so when i was looking up mirror I, I came to this verse and it just it encouraged me so much and i know we we've heard it taught as well in such a powerful way that when you look into the mirror and if you see yourself as the world sees that that's not what God is showing you. You see the earthly things. You see the, your earthen vessel. You see the things of the world. You see so much. You see what, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. But when you look to God in the mirror that he gives you, the mirror of his reflection upon you, and you take that out into the world and you see yourself as God sees yourself, you present a whole different message from the inside out because you look to him from where your help comes from. You look to the heavens, and when you see glory to glory, you're being reflected out into the world. And this just popped in, but it's like, I remember from before, when you 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 look, God created the sun and the moon, and you look to the sun, and it shines, it radiates, it has vitamins. The moon is simply a reflection of the sun. It has its known. It has this, no energy. What you see reflecting on the moon is reflection of the sun that we see. So the brightness we see on others is a reflection of the sun. A reflection of what God created. And he created both, but one will reflect the other. Are you going to the original source? Are going to the vitamins when it's a sunny day going out and like knowing that it's vitamins? And some people can't because they get skin cancer. or They can't because it will harm them but they're still reflecting energy from the sun, from the creator. But don't worship the sun. Don't worship the creation. You worship the creator. You look to the heavens, you look to God, you look to his word, you look to his truth, you look to his love because he is love. That will be a reflection on you to reflect to others. You see, when I was young and I've shared this with you before, I was a mirror writer. And as I looked it up, it was a phenomenon. You know, I wrote from right to left. So the teacher was writing up there, teaching us how to write. And I was merely writing as a reflection of what she wrote. Because if you held up a mirror to what I wrote, you could read it, just as the teacher was reading it. So whether it was like a camera, whether, whatever it was, but they thought, oh, I'm seeing wrong. I, they must train me to write the other way so that other people can read it. And the more I researched, I looked it up periodically because to me it was like, okay, they just, they trained me to write so they could read it so that, you know, you have to. But you see, I looked it up again and I saw the Hebrew, Persian, and Arabic write from right to left. The English and other cultures write from left to right. Each in their own culture writes in a way that their people can read it. You see, I went to a Jewish Shabbat one time, I was invited to go and I'd never been to one. So I went, they handed me this book of where they taught from and where they read from. And I thought it was upside down or backwards. And I went to, look, I didn't know what to do. And then all of a sudden, it was like an epiphany because you read that book from right to left. That brought such healing to me, that God would use that to show me there are things in our lives that, that God uses for his glory. And it just gave me such amazing insight, because there was Hebrew and the truth, the Word, the Old Testament, and then Jesus, our Savior, risen Savior, the New Testament with grace. But undergirding it all is His love for us, for the world, the whole world, everybody. And I was sharing with you that I was sharing the word was someone and she was trying to draw me to another culture's belief system, another culture's word and truth and I stood on the word but undergirding was was the love that God loved the whole world. Well pray for these people over there they're being attacked. Pray for this. I'm praying for this and and they say and and all of the what they're trying to quote in their phrases I said I pray for everyone because God loves the whole world He doesn't love just these people or just those people or just this. The whole world. Jesus died for the whole world. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Love. And so I want to encourage you that the mirror you see from, look to him and let him reflect upon you. What does God see in your life? Religion will tell you all the bad stuff, all the guilt and the shame and the condemnation. But God will show you his love, his creation. How much he's been with you his whole life, your whole life, his whole life too, because he created you. And so I just want to encourage you with that. You see, when I was young, in a, I guess a playpen Um, I was told, I I don't have remembrance of this, but I was told that my mom would get me dressed, put me in the playpen. I was quite fine just playing in the playpen by myself. I didn't need someone to entertain me. I didn't need all the other interactions um, that I could be quite content just being there. I probably had toys I probably had things to play with but what she told me was that she would get me dressed and put me in there and I always take off all my clothes they thought oh she's gonna be a stripper she's gonna do you know and they just kind of would joke about it but declared that this is what she's gonna be this is what she does so this is who she is well I was never a stripper but apparently I took off and this is important I took off the clothes that other people put on me there was something I was not content with what was put on me I had to remove it and so in the world other people will put things on you that they think they're doing good they think they're doing right but it's for the world But I was in my playpen, so it didn't really matter what I was wearing because I was just in our home in the playpen, so other things could be done because there was more than one child. But I was content. I didn't like all that binding and the things of other people put on me. And God, when I accepted Him as Lord and Savior, the truth of the armor of God, He puts on us a helmet of salvation. He puts on us a breastplate of righteousness. He puts on us a belt of truth. His armor, his clothing, the cloak of righteousness, the gospel of peace upon our feet. We have a shield of faith. We have a sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. We have everything we need. But does that mean in the world you have to walk around naked? That's probably not a good idea. Not really very sanitary either. But you see, in the garden, it was okay. In God's creation, because there wasn't all the, the disease and all that stuff. But once they left the garden, once they sinned, they had to close. Well, God made it for him. God gave it to him. And look that up for the truth of when Adam and Eve were in the garden and how they got their clothing. I believe it was God that provided it for him. Because they needed a covering from the world. They, he knew where they were stepping out into. He knew they would need something. He knew we would need the armor, his armor the helmet of salvation there's a lot of other helmets that people want to put on but the helmet of salvation when you are saved you have the mind of christ through christ he intercedes and there is there is a wisdom the holy spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth the word says so the holy spirit will lead you and guide you and so is, is that the truth? When someone says everything you need, it's, in, it's within you. You don't need to, to seek God. You don't need to do that. It's within you. But well, how does it get within you? You read the word. You deposit it into your heart and spirit and your thoughts and your mind. The world certainly wants to deposit a whole lot of things in you. Wants to put it on you. And then you find yourself battling and fighting like, I don't, what is this? I don't want, this is binding. This is, this is not who I am. And you wrestle with that. Sometimes you're wrestling with God. But because you're so used to people putting junk on you, putting things that they want on you, that you're just so used to fighting and taking that and getting rid of it. But as God starts to break through those barriers with His love, He starts to show you some of these things. This is, this is Him. Does it align with His truth? Does it align with God's character? If it's not, then put it away. But look unto Him. That's where your help's going to come from. The mirror you want to look unto is the reflection of Him. Maybe we see dimly, but we'll see face to face when we get to heaven. But if it's dimly from Him, He's the light. He will brighten it. He will show you. He will bring about the truth that you need for the healing that only God can do. And my friend, there are things that people have tried to heal in other people and heal in me. They want access to it. But what I've experienced is I've experienced they want to open you up because they want to shove something in. And I thought, no, God does not. He's one he will offer. It's a choice. God gives you, you know, do you want love or do you want hate? Do you want goodness or do you want whatever whatever that is? And he gives us a choice. But when you open up into a sacred environment, and then someone shoves something in, and then they want to pray over you and and let it go. Okay, see you later next. But when God shows up, he covers you. He covers you with his love. He gives you hope and love. He gives you wisdom. He gives you the plans that he has for you, the will he has for your life. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. That's the will for his for your life. First Thessalonians, go look it up. To rejoice always, pray without ceasing. And as you pray and you seek him and you go to him, he will give you answers beyond comprehension because he loves you. Now, I don't know what all of this means to you, but go read in 1st and 2nd Corinthians. Go look it up, go look up first Thessalonians. Allow God to speak to you in what He needs to share with you, because where the Lord is spirit and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. there is freedom in Christ, whom the Son sets free, is free indeed. and God will use whomever and whatever he needs to in a way that brings about his glory, that brings about ministry of reconciliation, that brings about the things of his kingdom. And now, I don't know about you, but many of us have been beaten up by the religious spirit. And I know God... Has rules and regulations and things and ways that his kingdom operates. But if it doesn't start with love, if it doesn't have who he is, then you're just going to be battling. Sometimes battling God, sometimes battling whatever it is. And my friend, don't beat yourself over it because there's a reason, there, God knows why that is. And his grace is sufficient. He knows. He knows why the battle is so fierce. He knows why this happened. He knows why you're operating and thinking the way you do because you're, you're focused on him. You're seeking him and the world does not want you to. The world does not want you getting free because when you do, you are so powerful. You are so full of love and grace and you are so full of the kingdom of heaven. The enemy knows that he is far from you. But even in Psalm 91, it says, "With 1,000 by your side, 10,000, but it shall not come near you. Go read Psalm 91. There's a woman that came in and had that shirt on, and I said, that was just for me today. And I thanked her. And it was amazing because she wasn't going to come in. She was across town. She wasn't going to come into the store today. She wasn't going to come in. And then she came back again to share something else with me. Does that mean I listen to everyone, everything that they share with me? No, because God has given that discerning of spirit. And sometimes it's really difficult to discern that spirit. And so you seek him and say, Lord, I'm giving that to you. And I'm trusting that you will filter it for me. Because Jesus is our filter. So you put that filter of the Lord, the filter of God's grace and his word, his truth. Put that filter. And whatever people share with you, let God filter that. Lord, is that from you? I just need to know. And he may not answer you right then. but it aside because he'll make it clear. Oh, the enemy's real good at trying to imitate God. But your spirit will know. Because see, the enemy isn't love. Only God is love. And there's a lot of imitation in the world of what love is or what love should be. And God said, he is the example. And remember, I've been out in a field arguing with God, yelling at him because he said this and he said that, and I can't see it. I couldn't understand it. And I was so angry. And you see, this is another thing. Even when I went in for prayer, one of the first times I went in after my salvation, seeking someone, a leader, and in prayer, and he he looked at me and he said, anger wasn't allowed in your house, was it? And I encounter that often. It's like I'm not allowed to get mad. I'm not allowed to get angry. Well, you see, what I've learned is because when you have something for God, it's not that, because He gave you the emotion, it's not that you're not allowed to be angry, it's what you do in your anger. And you see, that is truth. It's okay to be angry, just do not sin. How do you utilize your anger? is it hurtful to others and there is times when you're just frustrated and angry and and allow those feelings allow that emotion allow that but allow God to bring healing in the midst of it ask him what what is this why what do you what do you want me to do with it and then he'll begin to show you as you step out in faith remember I told you one step of faith, and one step of faith and I ask people what are what are you grateful for Every time I do, if there's any, whatever sadness, if there's any, okay, you know, just today is just another day. All of a sudden it just lights me up too, but I watch it light people up. And I'm so grateful for God's grace, for his joy, for his goodness, for his truth and his love, for his mirror to reflect down upon me that I would reflect him. And I've told you before. Sometimes I don't even feel good enough to be a Christian, let alone be a reflection of who God is. But you see, people see from the Spirit. They're not looking at the outer. When you reflect Him, it's your spirit to their spirit. There's something that they sense, there's something that they know, but they don't understand it. It's not like you look perfect because God's the only perfect one. It's not like you look perfect like Him. But there's something about that, that the Holy Spirit will communicate spirit to spirit. And he can lead and guide in all truth. And remember, sometimes all you have to do is show up. Because it's God who's doing the work. I had a discussion of salvation with someone. And it's like, it's up to God. He's the only one that can save. We can't. And there's no pattern or there's no recipe for what we say or or anything specific that we can say that will lead people into salvation. Sharing love, being love, learning, learning how to be more like him learning what our what our role is in his kingdom and sometimes just showing up and letting him be him and sometimes you show up and it looks like a whole big mess that doesn't mean it's not him sometimes you show up and you're like wow it is amazing it's so peaceful it's him so whether it's a mess or whether it's so peaceful god can use all things for his glory because he uses all things together for his glory and so i know there was a lot of pieces of this and i'm trusting god to do what only he can do i knew i was to encourage you with the mirror with corinthians first corinthians second corinthians first thessalonians and you got some from ephesians or philippians so seek the truth if something didn't settle right in your spirit go look it up because on that journey is where he's going to speak to you i make mistakes whether it was a mistake maybe it was a divine mistake i don't know because i'm not perfect but he is and he can make something perfect out of our mess remember i told you you don't have to be perfect for god to do a perfect work that's what he does that's who he is he's love. Love is a perfect work. And so I just want to encourage you with that today and go look up the scriptures, go look up the truth of where he led you. Maybe he reminded you of something that he wants you to go research, unbeknownst to me. Because I don't know everything in your life. But I do know when he's asked me to share something and to share it now, there's a reason for it. There's a purpose for it. And not only did the enemy try to 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 destroy my voice or maybe it was God maybe he, need, he said too soon I don't know but either way I pressed through and notice I'm not coughing and I'm actually walking around and usually I'm from a seated place to encourage you because I want to stay focused but God is showing me that it's through him that we don't have to be perfect just show up be you because he created you exactly as you are be who you are don't try to be someone else don't allow someone else to put their stuff on you to make you look a certain way and just like when I was a toddler get this off of me I don't know what this is but I am NOT wearing that maybe it's shame get this off of me I am NOT wearing that maybe it's guilt oh uh-uh, no way I uh-uh, no. God did not say to be guilty there's grace his grace is sufficient So maybe we just need to put on, as a toddler, we can't put it on ourselves. We rely upon other people. Sometimes other people have put something on you from the time you were little. But God can use it all for his glory. So what are you good at that others tried to claim you were going to be something else? Oh, and when I told you they declared, oh, she's going to be a stripper. There was one time on a mission trip. We went to an empty strip club because they cleared people out. They allowed us to, to speak the Lord. One person, one girl in there would talk to us. She would hear the gospel. She would hear how much God loved her. In that dark place, in that icky place, everyone else had left. They allowed us to see what it looked like. Allowed us to speak to her there would be another time in my workplace where I had lesbian leadership and the guy I was dating somehow took a fancy to them. They wanted me to go to a strip club. Yes, we had been drinking, waiting in line, and God in all his strength would show up and say, no, not you. Does that mean God didn't show up for all the others that were in there? He didn't want me to enter into whatever they were leading. God's protection was still upon me, no matter, even in a sinful state, even though we had left a work party, and they're like, come on. But if someone I was dating that would take me to that place, that's not love. And I trusted, okay. They're like, no big deal, blah, blah, blah. No. No. God still protected me, never entered that place. I'm so grateful for the times when things showed up, things that were over me, that would try to lead me into dark places, that would put even more guilt, even more shame, that I even went there. But I didn't. Because they were like, what is going on? You're going to get us kicked out of here. And we didn't even enter in the place. I just wanted to leave. I just wanted to leave. How many people in that place, maybe they were working, just wanted to leave, but they couldn't. They were trapped. They were trapped by leadership that was not in God's way. Not according to how and who God is and his direction and his path. You see, I don't ever remember sharing that with anyone. Or the mission trip people, I mean, we knew and where they would try to lead you in this dark place, but then ick gets on you. It's not even yours and you're wrestling with something. For how long have you wrestled with it that someone else put their junk on you? How long have you wrestled with that? You thought it was yours, it's not even yours. And you get used to, get this off of me. Most importantly, the way to get that off of you is through God's word, you pray, Without ceasing, you rejoice always in who He is. How much He loves you! Look to Him, the Author and Finisher of your faith. That may try to destroy me so many times in my life, and even with my son. And I'll do another encouragement because it's on my heart to tell you a little bit about my son. But you're going to hear the, the the parts of his heart. You're going to hear the good. You're going to hear who he really is. He's an amazing young man. And right now, I just want to encourage you. What do you see in your children? What do you see in your spouse? What do you see in your relationships? Are you seeing? Is God reflecting what he sees in them? Or are you seeing all of the the flaws and all of the things of the world? But don't guilt yourself over that. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing this. There's a reason for it because God wants to show you that's just one layer because to get to someone's heart for God to see their heart he shows you their heart because by the natural man the natural something you cannot see a person's true heart by the Spirit of the Living God you can see someone's true heart God will show it to you ask him to show you their heart you'll be amazed He doesn't want to show you all the junk because he knows why they're struggling with what they're struggling with. He knows. He knows why I'm struggling with what I'm struggling with. And every time I encourage you, there's a sense of freedom that only God can bring. He is a miracle working God. He always was, He is, and He always will be. And I'm still believing for miracles beyond miracles that other people say can't be done. I'm never gonna stop believing. I'm never gonna give up that hope because he is hope. He's the faith in who he is because he is love. And so my friend, be encouraged. Maybe I shared a little too much with you, but I'm trusting God there was a reason and a purpose beyond my comprehension of why I had to share it. I know there's inner healing as I do, but because when he has pulled us out of places, That story for you brings up something to light in your life that only God is sharing with you don't worry he didn't share it with me I just want you to feel safe with that I'm not sharing this with you because oh I know God showed me and this is what you need I've had that done to me I don't fully know what you need other than his love for you his grace he knows your full story he knows what you need right now and I pray that he will pour that out over you between you and him such a personal intimate space that no one can shove anything in only the grace of God that he can wrap his loving arms around you and remind you how much he loves you that no matter what he can get that to you so be blessed my friend and may the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thanks for listening to Dynastream's podcast. I said a prayer for you today. For more encouragements, visit our Facebook page at Dynastream, LLC. That's D-Y-N-A-S-T-R-E-A-M-L-L-C. We'd love to hear from you. See you there.